ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم عبد الله ورسوله ارسله ربه بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الا وان كل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار يقول الله تعالى في كتابه الكريم واصدق القائلين اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما I bear witness that there is none worthy of our worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the seal of the prophets and the final messenger to all of humanity Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, there is none to misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves astray, there is none to guide. Today inshallah, I'm going to talk about a very important topic to everyone in this world, Muslim and non-Muslim. And this topic has something to do with the question of happiness. How can I achieve happiness in this world? Sa'ada fi dunya. Every one of us is trying to be happy, Muslims and non-Muslims. Uh, people try to do it in different ways, in halal ways, in haram ways, and, and so on and so forth. And the reason for this question is, we all have hardships, we face challenges and difficulties in our lives. Whether we're talking about your home, your work, your school, and so on and so forth. So maybe your boss is giving you a hard time, your kids are driving you nuts, and so on and so forth. So everyone is trying to achieve happiness. So I, myself as an imam, you know, I face challenges and difficulties and hardships almost on a daily basis. Come, people come to me, they ruin my life and they make me miserable because of the counseling issues I have to deal with and because of the, uh, some of the crazy questions I get. And, and this is why the life expectancy for brothers is about 60, 70 years, for sisters, 70, 80 years. For Imams, life expectancy is around 40, 45. Heart pressures, heart attacks, we die. So I remember, I'll just give you a flavor. I remember uh, I was in Edmonton. I was the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha, Qurbani. I was going to lead Salah, Namaz, and give the khutbah. Everyone is happy, everyone is excited, dancing in the streets. And this brother came to me on the way to lead Salah and give khutbah. And he said, I, I want to talk to you. I need some private time to talk to you. And I said, as you can see, I'm going to lead Salah and give khutbah. Can we talk after? He says, no, it's urgent. We have to talk now. And I said, okay, what do you want? And he said, uh, can I divorce my wife right now? <laughs> so I said, you know, you know, when I'm mad, I speak Urdu fluently. Because I love biryani and so me and she Urdu both on. I'm from Egypt originally. But anyway, th- this is just one case. Another case, 
Another case, day of Jum'ah, I'm going to khutbah, and before the khutbah, I don't talk to anyone. I just focus on the khutbah. So I'm going up the member, and this guy came to me, and he said, I have a question I have to ask you, I can't sleep at night. So you have to answer me. I said, okay, what do you want? The question was, So the question was about jinn. Jinn, do they give birth or lay eggs? again. I don't know, like how do I know? I have no clue, I don't know. So yeah, so uh, this is one you know, example of the difficulties that I go through on a daily basis. And, and, and I believe every one of you has issues at work, at home, in school, and, and so on and so forth. Number two, because of the situation in, in the world around us. You just take one look at the news in the morning, you get depressed for the rest of the year. And it is always the same miserable, sad news every single day. The only difference is the number of people who died. It's different every day. So one day 3,000 died, five day, you know, one day 5,000 people died. You read stories about school kids in Pakistan getting shot, innocents in uh, Yemen getting killed, and Syria, Ghuta, and Libya, and subhanAllah, it's crazy. So I stopped watching the news many years ago. It's not good for my blood pressure, it's not good for my sanity, it's not good for, for anything. So I stopped watching the news altogether. Another reason why a lot of people have stress in their life is because they're not happy with Qadarullah for whatever reason. Sometimes they reach extreme cases where they question Allah, why did He do this to me? Or some you know, benign, simple cases, uh, because people want to change their situation and they would like to be someone they are not. So for example, if I ask a little kid, four, five, six years old, what would you like to be? They will say, I want to be a grown-up, I want to be an adult, because I will have my job, I will have my house, I can go to a bug barn and buy all the candy I want, I can go to Toys R Us and buy a truckload of toys, no one is going to stop me. When you ask an old person, someone in their 70s and their 80s, what would you like to do? They will say, I want to go back to childhood, because I'll be able to jump around and play and enjoy life, carefree life. When you ask someone who is poor, what will make you happy? They will say, of course, money will make me happy. And if you ask someone who is rich, they will say, I want to be able to sleep peacefully at night like poor people. I'm always afraid that the stock market is going to collapse and I'm going to lose my money or the chore, the thief is going to steal my money. Uh, you, you ask one of the brothers here or sisters who are single, they have been looking for years to find the right match, that they live a difficult life. And you, if you ask them what will make you happy, they say, if I get married, I'll be happy. You talk to someone who has been married for 10-15 years, they want to shoot themselves in the head. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Someone who has been married for 10-7 years, no kids, their life is challenging, they are praying, crying every day, Allah give me kids. And you talk to someone who has 5-7 kids, they want to jump in the ocean. You talk to someone who is having a difficulty in their life, they say, you know what, I, I just want to die. I think if I die, I will be happy. 
And the Prophet ﷺ spoke about this in an authentic hadith. He said, before Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the day of judgment, there will be so much pain and trouble in this world. When someone passes by the grave, they will say, I wish I were the person in the grave, and this person in the grave were in my place. We change places. And we know in the Qur'an, when someone dies, the first request they ask after death is, رَبِّ رِجِعُونِ أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِيمَا تَرَكْتِ So as soon as they die, they say, Ya Allah, no, I don't want to die, I want to go back to dunya. So no one is happy with their situation. So as I said, people try to achieve happiness in different ways. Some of them are halal, some of them are haram. So I'm going to share with you some of the ways people try to achieve happiness. Then at the end, inshallah, we'll talk about happiness based on what the Quran teaches and what the Prophet ﷺ teaches as well. So most people think, Muslims and non-Muslims, most people think the more money you make, the happier you will be. The more money you make, the happier you will be. And don't get me wrong, Islamically, there is nothing wrong if you make millions of dollars. There is nothing wrong. If you live a comfortable life, if your kids live a happy, decent life, if you have a big house, a fancy car, there is nothing wrong. As long as you pay your zakah, you give your sadaqah, khalas, alhamdulillah, no problem. No problem. And as a matter of fact, al-ashra al-mubashareen bil-jannah, the sahaba who got the news of jannah, uh, like Abdurrahman ibn Awf and Uthman ibn Affan, six, at least six of the ten Sahaba who got the news of Jannah from Muhammad Sallallahu they were millionaires. They had millions of dinars. They were very rich. They were able to take care of their family and the Muslim community. So some of us have this perception, you have to be poor and miserable to go to Jannah. No, you still can have, enjoy the money and also benefit the community. There is nothing wrong. But the problem is, some people worship the dollar. They worship the dollar. They spend day and night in pursuit of money, even at the expense of their family, at the expense of their ibadah. They have no time to pray. They have no time to pray. And some people, they don't care. They just take money from halal and haram. And some people even go to an extreme to kill other people for their wealth. I met a brother, I did counseling for him. And this brother didn't talk to his own brother for 35 years. 35 years they don't talk to each other. Why? Because of a difference over inheritance. Mirath. So their dad left a piece of land. So one of them got a piece he didn't like. He wanted the other one. So jealousy and so on and so forth. They don't talk to each other. They took each other to court. And of course, needless to say, their kids don't talk to each other. And I told the brother, Wallahi, Wallahi, your flesh and blood, your relationship with your brother is more important than the dust you are fighting over. Eventually, as you say in Urdu, we're going to leave everything behind. You move to the next life. You're not taking anything with you. Your brother is more important. The Prophet ﷺ said, another issue with, with money, the more money you get, some people become so greedy. So greedy that if Allah gives you two mountains of gold, you will be desperate for a third. People are never satisfied. And as I said, eventually we are leaving everything behind. They have this story, uh, a farmer 
was sitting in front of his house and he was crying, he was mad. And the king passed by. So the king said, okay, what's your problem? And he said, well, I have no money. So the king said, do you think money will make you happy? He said, of course. No question. Yes. So the king said, I'll make a deal with you. Any distance you walk in my kingdom, come back to me and I'm going to give it to you. He said, we must all need, no problem. So he was in Niagara Falls. He walked all the way to St. Catharines. He said, no, I can walk more. I'm still young. Then he walked to Hamilton. I can walk more. I'm still young. He walked to Mississauga, Toronto, still young. He walked to Oshawa, Ottawa, still young. London, Ontario, still young. Manitoba, I'm still 45. Saskatchewan, still young. Alberta, still young. BC, still young. And he wanted actually to cross the over and go to India and Pakistan and China. He died in Vancouver. What did he take? Nothing, because he never made it back to the king. And, and this is the problem with many of us. We have to keep it in mind, brothers and sisters, that money is just the means. It is not the end. So money can buy you food, but it doesn't buy you health. It can buy you a bed, but it doesn't buy you sleep. It can buy you a car, but it doesn't buy you comfort. Money is not everything. Subhanallah, if you think about money, if you think money is the only source of happiness in this world, you need to think twice. Because, uh, 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 and this is supported by statistics, the highest rates of suicide are in countries with the highest incomes in the world. Countries like Japan, some European countries, the US, people with the highest standards of living in the world, they kill themselves. Our countries, we are not poor, but we have the biggest chore, the biggest thief in, thieves in the world, they live over there, they take all over. Our people who are denied their resources and the wealth they have in their countries, they're not going around killing themselves. Our rulers are doing a good job, they're killing us. Anyway, yeah, so people kill themselves. And, and the most prime example, there is this billionaire, billionaire from Germany, back in 2010. It was all over the news. So this guy is a billionaire. He had 11.5 billion dollars. 11.5 billion dollars. And because of the economic crisis, he lost 2 billion dollars. And he was so stressed out, he freaked out. And he said, what am I gonna do with 9.5 billion dollars? He actually committed suicide, he killed himself. He jumped in front of a running train. And actually the train is okay, but the guy was killed. Right? It is crazy, 9.5 billion dollars and the guy was not happy. So as I said, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of money, but keep the balance between your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, working for akhirah and working for this dunya. And the Prophet said, this hadith in Sahih Muslim, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas felt sick and he thought he was gonna die. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, can I donate all my money? And the Prophet at the end of the hadith, it's a long hadith, he said, Innaka in tadhara warathataka aghniya. The Prophet said, you can give up to one third for sadaqah, but you have to keep two thirds for your kids, because it is better to leave your kids well off, 
This is better than leaving them poor, begging people for food. There's nothing wrong if you secure a future for your kids, there's nothing wrong if you leave money for them, alhamdulillah. But you have to keep a good relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people they try to achieve happiness by doing haram and crazy stuff. And haram like drinking, drugs, they feel like this will give them gratification, happiness, but they never achieve happiness. They start, they move from one thing to another, they move from weed, it's legal now, they move from weed to heroin to something else, and they are never happy, and they end up killing themselves or, you know, being stressed out. Because there's this void in their life, they're never satisfied. People do tattoos, people walk around with pink hair, People take 35 selfies in the washroom every single day. You know, they take off the shirt and they take the selfie. So out of the billions that people that Allah created in this world and the billions and billions of animals and butterflies and all the beautiful stuff that Allah created, the only thing that you choose to take a picture of on a, every single day is yourself who wants to see your beautiful face anyway. You know? So people do crazy stuff. Uh, in 2008, this guy from South Korea, he got married officially to his pillow, Mekhadda. Officially. And for a whole week I was, oh my goodness, why would anyone marry the pillow? Then I said, maybe because pillows don't talk back to you. Maybe pillows don't take your money. I don't know. Like, sometimes humans are, are funny. I don't know. But people are not happy. They do everything, but they are not happy. Because happiness is in the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu So how do we achieve happiness? Number one, we go through some steps. Number one, you have to understand your job in this world. Why are you here? Are you here just to make money? No, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is telling us in the Quran, your job is. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created human beings and jinn except to worship me. This is your job. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us khalifa in this world. He made us the khalifa. Although if you think about it, there is nothing really special about us. We are not the biggest. A blue whale is way bigger than us. We're not the fast, fastest, a cheetah is way faster. We're not the most colorful, the most beautiful, because any butterfly in your backyard, any peacock, any you know, golden fish, all these things, they are more colorful. They have more colors than us. We're not the strongest. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us khalifa? Is that because of free choice? We have aqi. If we choose to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are better than anything else. But if we choose to worship our nafs, or we worship money, or desire, then we're worse than anything else. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us khalifa, and He gave us aql. Being a true servant, abdulillah, this is our job in this world. And subhanAllah, if you think about your life in this world, I'll just give a quick example. Say for example, if you are going to live for 60 years, 60 years you are going to live in this world. How do you spend your life if you are a good servant of Allah? Well, 20 years of your life, if you are going to live 60, one third of your day you spend on your bed, sleeping, snoring, nothing important. 
one third of your life you spend on bed. If you spend half an hour every day in the washroom, I know some people spend one hour, you know, they take a shower, they look themselves in the mirror, I got a beautiful eye, mashallah. Or they sing, and because of the echo, yeah, although they sound like Donald Duck, they feel they have the most beautiful voice in the world. So at least if you spend half an hour in the washroom every day, that's at least three, four years of your life are gone. I'm not going to talk about Facebook, I'm not going to talk about video games or chatting or watching, you know, uh, movies and stuff, because this is another 10 years of your life. Phone calls, wasting life, doing nothing important, going to school, commuting, work, another 15 years of your life are gone. The scholars say, if you think about your life, salah, 5 minutes, 4-5 minutes salah, fasting here and there, you spend actually less than one year ibadah to Allah. The rest of the 90, if the 59 years of your life, you're doing something else. And this less than one year you spend in ibadah, this is what will give you jannah. The 59 years is something else. So at least we want to, you know, if you use one this year that you do in ibadah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, quality, give Him quality time. If Allah gives you 24 hours in a day, he deserves at least 24 minutes of your time in salah. That's 4-5 minutes in every prayer. But some people do not give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that much. Because they are busy doing something else. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the best in this life and the best in the life to come. And to make us happy. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. الحمد لله رب العالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله ربه رحمة للعالمين. Another way to achieve happiness in this dunya is to be happy with قدر الله. Don't question Allah سبحانه وتعالى. Don't question Him. If something bad happens, say Alhamdulillah. If something good happens, say Alhamdulillah. The Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ, yes, we know that the Prophet ﷺ had so many challenges and so many difficulties in his life. One example, the Prophet ﷺ had seven children. Six of them died in his lifetime. Only Fatima anha outlived her father. Six children died in his lifetime. This is just one example. I'm not going to talk about the death of Khadija, Abu Talib, people of Mecca trying to kill him. And the Sahaba said, "Wallahi ma ra'ayna ahadan akthara tabassuma min Rasulillah." They said, despite of all these challenges and the pains that the Prophet ﷺ had been through, Wallahi, we never saw anyone who smiled more than Muhammad ﷺ, because he knows we are not here to stay. We are here for a short time. It is as if we are all on a bus. When it is your stop, when your stop comes, you get off the bus. If it, it doesn't matter if you're old, young, man, woman, you get off the bus when your stop comes. So the Prophet ﷺ understood this meaning. You should be happy with Qadarullah. You shouldn't question him. There was this brother, he said it's a true story. He was walking with his friend in New Cairo in Egypt. And if you have been there, they have these beautiful villas and palaces and stuff. So his friend said, okay, where were we when Allah was giving out these villas? He's saying basically, well, did Allah forget us or something? He didn't give us something nice to stay in. And his friend told him, you have to go to the hospital and go to the intensive care unit. People who are dying because of cancer, brain tumors, and so on and so forth. 
And ask yourself, where have you been when Allah was giving out all these illnesses? You have to be grateful. Who are you? Don't question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say Alhamdulillah. Say Alhamdulillah. And remember these words. If you are grateful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more to thank for. If you keep whining, Allah will give you more to whine about. I'm not making this up. This is in the Quran in Surah Ibrahim. This is the translation of the ayah, uh, second page of Surah Ibrahim. So being happy, satisfied with Qadarullah, the Prophet said, The happiness of the son of Adam is to be happy with Qadarullah. And the misery of the human being is in protesting the Qadarullah. Another example is if you do good in this world, you do the right thing, you will be happy in dunya and akhirah. When you see the chores, the thieves, and corrupt politicians with this smile on their face, you think they're happy. This is just a screensaver, but inside, they're afraid that something terrible is going to happen to them. These are not my words, these are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Nahl. مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِّن ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَنُحِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا That whoever does good, whether this person is a male or a female, and this person is a believer, will make them live a decent and a happy life. The last uh, point for happiness today, the Prophet ﷺ is talking about happiness through eating halal, making an income from halal. Because some people, they are impatient. They try to take their income from haram, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you your rizq anyway. So the Prophet ﷺ said, مَا مِنْ أَمْرٍ يُقَرِّبُكُمْ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ وَمَا مِنْ أَمْرٍ يُقَرِّبُكُمْ مِنَ النَّارِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَجْمِلُوا فِي الطَّلَبِ فَإِنَّمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ لَا يُنَالُوا بِمَعْصِيَتِهِ It's a beautiful hadith, amazing hadith. So the Prophet ﷺ said, there is nothing that brings you closer to Jannah except I told you to do. And there is nothing that brings you closer to Jahannam except I told you to avoid. And Jibreel ﷺ inspired me that no one will leave this dunya before taking the rizq and their ajal, their whole life in this world. And Allah is sending you rizq your way anyway, so don't be impatient and take it in a haram way. The best example to clarify, and I conclude with this inshallah, is the example of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. He was traveling one day with his servant, assistant, and it seems they missed salah or something, he went inside the masjid to pray, there was a man sitting in front of the masjid, and Ali radiallahu anhu, he had a horse with him, with a nice saddle on the back of the horse, very nice, beautiful. So Ali radiallahu anhu told the man, please keep an eye on the horse until we pray, and come back, he said, no problem. He went inside and prayed, and on the way back, Ali radiallahu anhu said to his assistant, I think we should pay this man something, uh, just for keeping an eye on my horse. And he said, let's give him $20 or, or something. When they came out, the horse was there, but the saddle on the back of the horse was missing. And it seems that the man was a chore. He stole the saddle from the back of the horse and he took it and ran away. 
Mushkila kabira. So Ali radiallahu anhu told his servant, go to the market, the flea market, and buy a, a saddle for the horse. And he gave him the $20. Sure enough, he went to the market, and he found the chor, the thief, selling the saddle he stole for $20. So Allah was giving him the money in a halal way, he took it in a haram way. One last thing, before I leave inshallah, if you want to, if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you happy, make people happy, put a smile on their face. If you serve people and take care of them, and put a smile on their face, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. And this is in an authentic hadith of the Prophet sallallahu He said, أَحَبُّ الْعِبَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَنفَعُهُمْ وَأَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ سُرُورٌ تُدْخِلُوا عَلَى مُسْلِمٌ The Prophet ﷺ said, the most beloved people to Allah are those who are beneficial to other people. And the most beloved deeds to Allah are, number one, if you put joy on someone's face, you remove a difficulty from them, put happiness in their heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you and He will take care of you. And the Prophet ﷺ said, to take care of people, Jabril Khatir is help them financially if you can. If you can't, help them physically carry their stuff, shovel their snow. If you can't, if you don't have the physical ability, use your tongue. Give them nasiha, tell them this is right, this is wrong, this is halal, this is haram. Explain to them. So the Sahabi in this hadith in Bukhari said, Ya Rasulullah, what if I don't have money, I don't have the physical ability, and I don't have the knowledge, how can I you know, serve people and so Allah will love me. So the Prophet ﷺ said something amazing and I'm gonna conclude with this. He said, if he cannot benefit someone, not financially, not physically, not verbally, if he cannot benefit someone, at least don't harm them. And this is the sadaqah you can give to them. If you cannot benefit someone, don't harm them. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us happiness, sa'ada in this dunya, and to give us happiness in akhirah, and to give us the best in this life, and the best in the life to come, and to give us sincerity in everything we say and do. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan, wa fi al-akhirati hasanatan, wa qina adhaab al-nar, wa salli allahumma ala Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, wa aqim as-salah.